Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome new listeners to the Todd Glass Show. Before we get going, here's some stuff you should know. To tell if it's a bit or the truth from Todd. If he says potato salad or swear to God. Those expressions are comedic little darling. If Todd means the truth, he always says to George Carlin. And on the topic of bits, let's erase any doubt. Todd's almost always joking when he says, edit it out. The intro goes long, cause Todd's so big hearted. Other podcasts end before his get started. The intros are recorded on a phone, but don't worry. The audio of the show is at a higher quality. You know the Podcasters Association Voted the Todd Glass Show number one So welcome to the show Hey, put a shirt on. I mean, if you're going to listen to my show, you can at least put a shirt on. Right? Both of you. Both of you. Walking around without a shirt on. How you doing? Hey. Well, today is Alan Strickland Williams. It was pure joy. Sometimes you have a show, you like... It is, it's like going to that studio, this is going to sound a little... It's like a, it's like a drug. You go to another place of silliness. It lets you. I really like the new studio even more than the old one. And I love the old one. All right, but anyway, Alan was great. He and he, he's fun to be around and goes along with all the bits. No, I didn't get up the nerve to ask him about the thing, but I don't know. What if he listens to the show and he's like, "Oh my God, is there a thing?" Um, sorry, I'm eating popcorn as I talk. So we had to split the show in two because I'm going to be in uh, Philadelphia at Helium. And by the way, I know this sounds like a line, but those shows in the last two years, 
they do sell out a little quicker. So I, I never say that if it's, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, your tickets, they're selling quick. Yeah, right. But they are. Um, so don't wait. What are you waiting for? Oh, do you get paid? Oy. Right? So uh, I'll be in Philadelphia at Helium. And then one week, and then I'll be in the Bloomington uh, funny in the Bloomington comedy attic. So I'll be away for two weeks. Wait a second. Then maybe I do have the two shows. Oh no, I don't. No, I don't. All right, sorry. I am rambling. So uh, yeah, we have to split this in two, and then even do a show from the road, which I'll do because John Bram Wagner is going to be in Philadelphia with me, sitting in with the band. John Bram Wagner, Philadelphia, sitting in with the band. I got a great band for uh, Bloomington, too. All right, that's it. So, Aristotle, wherever you split this show, I'm leaving it up to you. I'm leaving it. I want you to split the show with that when you walk through a storm. Find your favorite version and play it. It can be instrumental. It could be the original. But uh, that's when you hear that, well, you're going to you know, no. And then right after that, all of a sudden, you'll be enjoying the show. Then all of a sudden, Aristotle, he's going to pick the place, and it'll come fading in. Give it about a 10-second fade, Aristotle, so they feel it. They're like, oh, there's that song. When you walk, it'll come right in. Then you'll do that, and then that'll fade into Chris Farron's version of Mr. Rogers. All right? Where will Aristotle split the show? You'll find out. All right. Thank you. And, uh, you know, one of the listeners, and I, and I feel bad I don't have his name in front of me because I was going to mention it, but for what it's worth, I love it. I can't get enough of this stuff. Even though I know we've proven already it's not about what they say it is, the take a knee thing. How many of those people, I'm sure everyone's thought of this, but I haven't. The listener, which, uh, he's listening to the show going, Can't email me and say I'm the guy, because it was only one guy. They're sitting in their houses, right? They don't get up at their houses. I like to sneak in on one, peek in their window. Oh, hi, you fuck. Alrighty. And you know who I blame? The people in the military. <laughs> of course I'm kidding, but it would have been nice to see more military people saying, shut up! It's not disrespectful to us. Like, really? Maybe there is. Tell me if there's any military people, some on YouTube, if there's any clips of them going, stop saying that! It's not disrespectful. They're not spitting on us. Stop it. Stop saying it. I'm in the military. Do you really give a shit about me? Well, I'm fucking telling you to stop it. Where were they? Huh? That's what I want to know. I'm not afraid. I talk about what's on my mind. I'm a truth teller. (laughs) Okay? That's all I wanted to say. Hey, by the way, this is a great thing I found out. If that don't, you know, take advantage of it. But a lot of times when you're at a comedy club, I think we just started talking about this over the weekend. People don't know, like, what do you do if the people next to you do? They're not yelling out. 
They're just talking. And on a scale from one to 10, 10 being the loudest you could talk, they're at about a three. Two even. But it, it's, it's still too much. Here's what I sort of recommend. Sometimes you don't even have to say anything to them. That way, you know when you say something, you feel like after that, it's sort of then there's a weird energy. Just go, You can go tell the club. You go up to any club and you're real nice. You go, look, I don't want to be a jerk, but I didn't want to be confrontatious. But the people next to us are like talking throughout the whole show. If you could sort of have a doorman stand over there for a while. then They'll, they'll, to- they'll do it within 10 seconds. There'll be a doorman standing over there. And that way you do. You go back. They don't know it was you. Right? I don't think they will. Just don't ever look over. Don't let them know it's annoying you. Or you can tell them, shh. If that's not going to make you uncomfortable, sometimes people are shushed and they get really mad. So, and you're too afraid to go, guys, could you keep it down a little, please? They wouldn't like that either. People that are loud talking, there's no no way to ask them nicely. They act like, oh, you could have asked. No, there's nothing you could do. 98% of the time. 2% of the time, yeah, you do get those really cool people. They're loud, but they're like, oh, sorry, sorry. 2% of the time. 2% of the time, or 1% of the time, or 3% of the time. I like it. That means if there's 50, 60 podcast people there one night, I know they know it now. I mean, don't go looking for trouble, but sometimes in the way back of the room, even in a room that holds like 250, 300, way in the back there can be people. They're, they're, not even, they're only talking loud enough to hear, like literally where the four tables around them can hear them. But that's still annoying. Then sometimes, yeah, if a table's loud, but like 10, 15 tables here, yeah, the, the staff will always snag that. But sometimes if it's just someone way in the back, like, go go say something. I liked it yeah, you would do that. It'll always be super nice, though. All right. Enjoy the show. Alan Strickland Williams. He's our guest tonight. Chip Chantry. Chip Chantry will be with me on all the shows in Philadelphia going to be so much fun. Is Pepsi okay? I need three music stands. Four, actually, in Philadelphia. Email me if you live close to Helium and you got four music stands you can lend me for my appearance there. I'll put you on the guest list. You give me four music stands. You have to drop them off, though. That's the thing. I'll give you four guest tickets, free tickets, for Thursday or Sunday. You email me at Todd Glass Comedy and put music stands. Yeah, you know, I have four music stands. I'll drop them off Thursday by 5 o'clock, Thursday at 5 or sooner. That's when I'll be there. Thursday at 5 and then you pick them up Monday. All righty. Or Wednesday night, drop them off. What's that? The 10th. All right, you get my gist. All right, bye. You're great. Now entering Nerdist.com. It's
you're done. <laughs> How'd you like that for an intro? Everybody was looking at me, and like uh, we didn't rehearse this because I usually go, let's do the we didn't rehearse this song, but I didn't. And, uh, and Aaron looked at me like, well, I don't even know this one. <laughs> I don't. I don't want Alan to think I don't care. Hello, everybody. Hello. I'm taking Hello. my jacket off. That's Alan Sherkin Williams. That's Aristotle. <laughs> That's John Bram Wagner. He's a comedian. He also does the soundboard on the show. Eric Olson, right over here. And um, that's uh, Timothy on piano. Over there is Samuel. Actually, he came to see me in Boston. I opened up for Jim Gaffigan, of course. Oh, oh fancy. <laughs> and uh, you don't have to erase the past. Anyway, and then he uh, told us a story. And before we introduce Alan, this is the cold opening, Alan. It's a cold opening. It's, it's amazing that this show, other shows, this is the whole show. Okay, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up, everybody. Yeah, we're Timothy. done. Back, pack Let's go. We're going to pack it up. Let's close it up. It's our closing song. We hope you had fun. We're wrapping it up, everybody. That's our show. Have a hand around with Strickland Williams. Thank you, Thank you guys so much. Thank you very much. But you can't do that. So real quick, um, uh, uh, Samuel, his last name is Buck. He Now, he told me a story. I don't mean to tell you through you, but you were in it. You played ice hockey in college, and you got into a thing where you had to what? What? Yell it really loud. Like what happened to you? Just yell it out. Go ahead. I was uh, playing hockey in high school, and I got a really bad concussion, and I had to lay in a dark room for 30 days with no light, no computer screen, phone, anything. All I could do was listen to people talk. No music. So and you listen to podcasts. I listen to podcasts. Did you listen to ours? I listen to your Oh, I thank God. I wouldn't ask you to tell the story. And a lot of stand-up, <laughs> and I got into stand-up and podcasts. And I love it. And your name's Samuel Buck. And we're, you're doing comedy out of Boston? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And that's a big demo for you, right? People that have suffered concussions? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Now, everybody on the show, it wasn't even him. It was him. <laughs> He, didn't, he doesn't know how to do a rant. In all fairness, Aaron Simon is behind the drums tonight. More for chimes. More for... Oh. No. And he does that when John remembers. So before we start the show, Sam, we all chipped in and got you a gift. Um, it's, it's a... It's a it, well, here it is. It's, read what it says on there. Uh, 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 what's it say? Comedy. Oh, comedy. Oh, oh, gee. Well, either one works for you. You were practically in a coma. Who, who else lays in a dark room doing nothing at all but perverts and coma victims? And your situation. Whatever it was. Wow. All right. So let's do the Ooh, intro to show. That, By the way, this is a double show tonight, Alan. Oh. Because we're not going to be here next week. So are you in for the long haul? I'm here. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm here twice. Let's open the show. Let's do it right. Well, I feel better already. Got all that out of the way. A lady that I know just came from Nerdist.com. What? She smiled because I did not understand. Shut up. Then she put on a brilliant podcast, uh -huh. She said it was the best thing in all the land. The Todd show, 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 show is all she had to play. I'm tired of waiting until Friday. Thank you sincerely for the show we 
That sounded perfect. I told you we rehearsed. All right, well, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. We're professional. <laughs> Let's do one more verse. <laughs> no, no, I'm exhausted. You can't do a show like that for two hours. Alan Strickland Williams is here, ladies and gentlemen. Alan Strickland Williams. He's back on the Top Class Show again. Everybody! Alan Strickland Williams. He'll tell you up front how many jokes he has. Sure he will. I wonder how his one-liners would sound if Rodney Dangerfield were still around. Uh-oh. Hey, I'm Alan Strickland Williams. I'm going to do 15 minutes. You're going to hear 40 jokes, all right? He's here on Todd Glass. He's on the Todd Glass Show. Now that's a goddamn spicy meatball, that Harris Whittles. Thank you, Todd. Harris Whittles is shitting in his pants wherever he's at. <laughs> I don't know where he's at. Todd, but he's, Todd, you didn't hear? What? He's dead. No, shut up. No, he's shut up. <laughs> shut up. Todd, he died. No, you he have didn't. to accept these things. You're dead. I. To me. And now Harris Whittles is dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> if he could hear me, he'd go, Todd, I'm dead for real. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love to do about people that are really like my dad. I'll go, he's dead to me. My brother will go, Todd, he is dead. I go, well, he's dead to me too. Uh, it feels like it. Feels like it. He's dead, to, like dead it. to a lot of people. Yeah, he's dead to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, everyone's mad at him. So we gave you a clock uh, for your comedy. Did you like it? 
Somewhere I want you to use that. If it means you want to write an hour a day, you pull out that Todd Glass show clock and you go, this, use it for something. Oh, I thought you were saying he had to use it in his act. Like, no, This is for no. your comedy. Do I something wouldn't. with it. No, I mean, that could, you know, watch time fly. That's an old joke that people used to do. <laughs> throw a clock at somebody's head. Oh, by the way, I'm going to Denver. And speaking of Denver, I'm going to the Comedy Works, which... Could be great club. One of the best clubs, like I like to say, on the planet. Which mm -hmm. sounds over the top, but it's not. No, it's, it's perfect. And Ac I'm going to Acme as one of those clubs in Minneapolis. But I'm also going to Jared's club, the comedy addict in. Uh, he in, went to Jared. You went to Jared. I went to Jared. Thank you. If he's going to say that, give him his sting. You know, say it again. Say we'll we'll edit that out. You, you'll never hear this part. We'll just say it again. We're not really editing it out. And you say, say that again, and then we'll play this, and we'll, we'll throw the other shit out. Because you, this, this is what that joke deserves. Okay, go ahead, say it again. So anyway, Jared, who owns the Bloomington Comedy Attic. <laughs> no, it kind of doesn't work. <laughs> what? Oh, Jared, no, no, it's okay. Everything's all right. I know, I redid it and did it wrong. Jared, you know, so anyway, you know Jared. Yeah, Jared. <laughs> no, say it again. You know, but by the way, you oh. know we're not editing any of this out, right? Well, I don't even know what editing is. You don't? No. Oh, either do I. <laughs> you, you know Jared. Well, you know Jared, actually. Oh, so he went to Jared? Alan Strickland Williams. There you go. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> now you know what I was trying to Perfect. do. Perfect. Right. So anyway, a Jared who owns the uh, Jared. Oh, he went to Jared. Alan Strickland Williams. So he owns the Comedy Addict in Bloomington. And that, look, it's not an insult to anybody that doesn't go into this category. I just think it's an extra special homage. He has trained, uh, trained sounds disrespectful to the people that go to that club that are the best audiences on the planet. He has not put up with bullshit. That's how you train an audience. Right. You decide. Uh, you he's know, cultivated. He's cultivated these, they're, they're, the people that are the great audiences, he didn't turn into great audiences. Mm -hmm. He let them be great audiences by not letting the other people disrupt the show. Right. And, you know, he is the strictest on the planet. His club, if anything, other clubs might match it, but no one surpasses how well. And it just comes from, look, even a B club isn't going to let a vicious heckler. Uh, an A club will shut up. You know, there's all different variations sure. of it. But but there's A clubs. I mean, I have to call them A clubs, but they'll put up with a little more talking at the tables than he will. They're not going to put up with a bad amount, but he is strict as fuck, and he treats it like the theater. And the audiences, because of it, are it's a, so much fun to work yeah. there. Yeah. It is so much fun, and I wonder if the people that live in that city with the comedy attic know how special they I, are. I think they do. You think they know how lucky they are to have someone so. that owns a club that cares tremendously about I, comedy? My only experience with, uh, I've been to a lot of good clubs, but the best that I've been to is Acme. And the way that they are in that town, they they know, and they know they've earned it. They know they've earned the reputation of a good audience. Good. And that, and that to me is like incredible, because that makes our job just a billion times easier. But yeah. also, they've harvested uh, good comedians as well. Of course. Open micers that came out. You know there's a lot of great comics that came out of Bloomington. There's a lot of great comics that came out of Portland. Some cities are just Because known. a lot of it's because they have a, even a... It's not always the club. It's the club mixed with the club manager. Yeah. When the club manager likes comedy, he'll be polite to the newer comics and, and uh, treat them with respect and dignity. And therefore, you breed a great group of comedians but uh, I don't want to and you know look 
you always feel when you start mentioning stuff like this, like I'm about to head to Philadelphia Helium also on the 10th of December. And those crowds, you know, look, the bigger the city, the harder it is. But they did a great job of going, no, when you come here, we want you to really respect the show. Mm -hmm. And the same thing why I'm excited to go there and then go right afterwards to the to the Comedy Attic, the best clubs on, the best audience on the planet. I'm sorry, I zoned out a little bit. Oh. There. Well, so have you ever been to the Blue... <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking right at you too. <laughs> okay, so so uh, speaking of great clubs, this all started, which is a compliment. Look, no one talks about the best clubs on the planet without mentioning. Uh, you know what I want to say, so I don't feel bad about mentioning every club, with, but without being also disingenuous. A step down from these clubs that we talk about, like that are like, what the fuck? A step down from that, even if that it's in a one, if one to ten, ten is the best club in the planet. The comedy, the ten is the best on the planet. Let's call it a ten plus. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, sure. seven, eight, nine, ten, and then there's ten plus, and that's it. Okay, the comedy um, addict, the way those audiences are, they are a ten plus. A step down from that, if you, if you, like, I, my my weird thing is, and it's it's worth thinking it. A club that I play a lot, I didn't mention. Instead of me being disingenuous and starting throwing in a lot more clubs that don't belong in that, how about they use it? They're getting a huge compliment. A step down from that, I said a ten plus is the ultimate. A ten is a pretty, wow, that's still a great fucking club. How about a nine? Because right. there's a lot of nines. Right. But you know what? Want to be a 10 plus because it's that extra policing the audience, the extra making sure no noise gets in the showroom. So when I say that the comedy addict and like Philadelphia Helium is a 10 plus and Acme and the comedy works, if, if you didn't get mentioned, it just means, well, find out why because you could be. Yeah. You know what I mean? I try to do that. I don't think I'm the best comic in the world. I watch comedians and I go, well, I, I need to. Dude, I need to work a little bit, tighten sure, up my sure, set. Sure, 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 I'm, sure. I'm always working. That's good. That's okay. So, so anyway, while I'm in, uh, uh, while I'm speaking of Denver, a friend of mine, there's a band there, Silver and Gold, right? You were you were listening to their stuff today, and we both were, and I really liked it. And I have a friend of mine that lives in Denver that introduced me to their music, and me and John Bram Wagner were listening to it today. I want to play a little bit of it. I'm going to let it breathe because I know they have a new. I should probably know more about this. They have a new. Uh, album or a new CD coming out, but I'll say that on the opening. That's not important now. But uh, this is not their new stuff. This is their old stuff. Just give a little sample of one song. And I drove past this last town for a hundred miles as the sunset was burning red. And I keep on my memories I didn't. I could have let that breathe even a little bit longer, but I really like that. Yeah. You go, go go listen to their work when you can soak it in on your like. You know, I just wanted to play a little bit of it, but go listen like when you can soak it in and take some time. There's so much stuff of theirs I really like. Denver's so, got a really good music scene. I know. Yeah. That's why I always say it's people that go, town. "There's no good music anymore." Like one of my rants about you know people go, "There's no good, you don't oh you don't go out." 
Yeah. Where the fuck do you go where there's new bands playing? And then if you go to see new bands, go to go early and see the six bands sometimes that open up for them. You know what? Maybe you won't like three, but guess what? You know what I notice happens a lot? When my friends that go to see new bands and there's three or four or five or six bands opening up for the band you're going to see, you go early and watch some of them, you end up fucking, excuse my language, loving some of them. That's how you know about new music, not listening to it on television and being a 40-year-old fuck that decides there's no good music anymore yeah, because you came out of your mom's vagina at a better time. Stop being foolish and saying that. You look foolish. Learn why and don't make me argue with you. Learn it on your own why you shouldn't say that. Well, it means Todd, you're not going out anymore. Todd, to be fair, all these people are deaf. Oh. <laughs> 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 wow. How about that? John Brent Widener, baby! All right, so... <laughs> all right, so listen. People so that now, say that there's no good music act like... That they still can't go listen to their music. Also, I'm like, oh, right. and then buy I'm, the fucking CD that you had. Yeah, go buy it again and support your Play band. Play it on loop. I'm like, oh, Play it on a loop, you fuck, you 40 year old piece of shit. Turkey in the Straw was so great. <laughs> well, is that a band from what year? No, that's like Turkey in the. Uh, I don't know how to sing it. It's like some old hit. We are in no hurry at all. Let's find it on the internet. Turkey in the Straw? Yeah. Sure. Do you know it? Hey, do like the old. Hold on. Do the old Tonight Show bit where you say you know it, and then you have to play it. Oh, you, he thinks he knows it. Let me hear what you know. That's it. Turkey and Tim, everybody, show him some love. Wow. Tim is so professional. He really is good. Wow. His wife listens to the show, I hope. I hope he makes her listen. Magic fingers. She's a great laughter, laugher on the Netflix special. She's a wonderful laugher. It's funny. I always say when people say, should I bring a plus one, sometimes I'm... I say, look, you judge. You know, Whoever your significant other is, if I don't know them, when you bring them, do you have more fun, the same fun, or less fun? Uh, because a lot of my friends, if I go, uh, I'll say that I'll go. Hey, if you have a good time when you're hanging out with your wife or girlfriend, bring her. Yeah. What, what are we? No, no women. But if you're not, then maybe don't. But I requested uh, Tim's girlfriend because we just know her from the Netflix special. All the shots of her in the audience, she was giggling at all the stuff we giggled at. Because I wanted Tim to come over to the house over the weekend and play some music. I said, you could even bring your. What's your girlfriend's name? Mandy. Mandy. Oh, she's what's adorable. your wife's name? Hey, hey, oh, oh, dang. Oh, boy. It's a so Mandy. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so there's that. Denver. Can I say something about Denver? And I know it's a long shot. It's not even what uh, Silver and Gold are going to think. But maybe Silver and tweet at Silver and Gold. Go help Todd out. They must have a Twitter, uh, Twitter account. Uh, but maybe they know of a, because I need a keyboard in Denver and I need a drummer that have played together. And uh, they don't. It, it, maybe they can't do it, but they go. You know who would do that? They, there's some uh, pay involved, and you play a little jazz as the audience is walking in. I ask them to wear black, whatever black, black could be black jeans, black shirt, bow tie, tie, whatever. Two people playing in the black, you know, suits if they have them, whatever they're comfortable in. But it's got to be all black, and they play jazz as the audience is coming in. It just sets a great tone, and then they take a break while the other two acts go up, and then they come out with me and they play with me and. All that that they play with me can be learned two hours before the doors open. And that's what we do. Whoever the band is, they set up two hours before the doors open. And then they rehearse with me for two hours. We take a break, we eat some dinner, and then they play with me all week. So if that sounds like something you know, or if you live in Denver and you want to do it, and, you, like, again, sometimes we'll e someone will email me and say, I'm a drummer, 
I, I have to, you two have to be together. Like, you don't have to have played together, but you have to know each other and go, yeah, you, I need, email me if you are keyboards and drums and you both can play from Valentine's night all the way to Sunday night. And uh, email me at Todd Glass Comedy and then I'll tell you a little bit more. So, I'm exhausted. <laughs> so much to remember in a show like this. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Why is it called the Todd Glass Show? Oh. Because <laughs> I'm Todd Glass. Oh, okay. All right. Whoa. Makes you think. Oh, makes you think Alan a little got bit. Todd. Alan got no, Todd. No, stop it, guys. You're not Alan got no. Todd. Alan got Todd. <laughs> Alan got Todd. Sick <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Did everybody... Did everybody have a fun New Year? Oh, I got. Oh, oh, wow, I, got I had a good up. time. You get yeah. fucked up. Oh yeah, I, I got. Oh, I got in a hot tub. I got so fucked up. I had a good. I fucked up. I had a good. I paid for it. Oh my god, I got fucked up so bad. Lift was fucked up. I couldn't believe. I polished off. I made a mess of myself. I took my clothes off. I got the clothes. And later, around 3:30, I hung out. I got. I was away till. I don't even remember. Remember what I. It was, a, it was a I happy put a lot of new stuff year. in my mouth, and I don't know. It was a good time. It was a good time. Whoa, guys! Whoa, guys! Guys! guys stop! 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 stop. Be honest with me. You're saying you all got fucked up. Did yeah, you really all get fucked yeah, up? Yeah, we had a good time, oh, dude. Slammed a beers, had a few so shots. I, 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 I was so tired. Oh, I was fucked up. I didn't even know my name. I was saw some old friends. Had a good time. I got trouble with my work. Guys, guys, guys. You got? Did you get fucked up? I'm still fucked up. Whoa. Hey, that's the band for you. Guys, guys, be honest. Yeah. Be honest. Okay. Really, be honest. Did you have a, a good time? No, I did. Yeah. Well, well, I got uh, fucked up. I, did, I, I got mean, fucked up in a bad way. Well, I got drunk, but I, I didn't got, do anything. Didn't, I was alone. But you had fun. I was alone. Guys, yeah. guys, no, guys. I, I kind of, I cried. Guys, stop, no, stop. Oh, no. Be honest. I could, I'll, I'll leave. I, you know, be, 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 tell me the truth. It, it was, was really, really bad. bad. It, was it was really bad. Fuck New Year's Fuck 2017. I'm actually not fuck legally allowed to Fuck New Year's. I hate fuck New Year's. Fuck 2017. Fuck 2018. Fuck New Year's. Fuck all Lang I just don't. Oh, I don't think so. Suck my dick. I don't think so. I don't like it. I don't like no, it. No, fuck the new year. Yeah. I have to buy a who, new calendar. Who needs the That's new bullshit. year, right? Oh, well, we need more fuck days. New fuck New Year's. Oh, oh yeah, like I want to go through February again. Oh, excuse me. I'm going to act like it's uh, important. Oh, here's it's another it's season. season. It's a man-made holiday. Oh, Let wow. me act like it matters. Wow. Boo. Fuck New Year's Eve. 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 I feel like now I can relax. I had a good New Year's. Did you have a good New Year's Eve? <laughs> what did you do? Honestly, to George Carlin, what did you do? I went to a fun party, friends, had, had some salami, some hors d'oeuvres, took, took my suit off, got in the hot tub. Is that true? That's all true. Now, can I say something about seeing each other? And I do want to, because I'm a good interviewer, I want to talk about what you just said, but I feel like I'll remember that. But I also saw you at uh, Steve Finearts' party. Steve Finearts, great director. I feel Bitter Buddha. <laughs> Bitter Buddha. Buy dot the Bitter Buddha. Bitter Buddha. Bitter Buddha. Bitter Buddha. Bitter Buddha. Bitter Buddha. But I feel like I saw uh, Alan Strickland Williams, like if it was a movie. 
and you were in the movie, and you were like a really famous comedian. I saw, I thought, like a, a relaxed, like your hair was well, all se- that, like a messy. And- that's my bar. That That's my bar I go to. Like, I live one minute away from that bar. I'm there a little too much. But I'm there on New Year's. Yeah. So, so I'm, very comf- you- I'm very comfortable there. Yeah, you I'm- had your jacket. You're very casual. And I, when I saw at the door, your same old beautifully combed hair but hey. at the bar it was like you know it was like uh i don't know who to say it was like but somebody that with the the same as you james dean george clooney james dean james, that's james clooney james clooney james dean james rooney <laughs> todd brought a bullhorn <laughs> to the bar oh yeah oh yeah that was funny <laughs> was there a tambourine there, oh those cook todd todd the cookies the cookies were amazing and by the way sorry for coughing into the mic that was total to george carlin Apologize. Well, I'd ask you to edit it out, but I've been maybe a little edit heavy on this show. So I brought. To be fair, you were getting uh, uh, physical. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to mention that on the show. I don't look for excuses. I did bring these cookies. I'll be honest. I got them at Vaughn's, and they make like Are chocolate you chip Those cookies. Are Vons? Yeah, they'll make like a chocolate chip cookie, a sugar cookie, whatever cookie they make. And other bakeries do this, and then they dip it in. I always get the white. I try to get all white chocolate, but they didn't have it. So it's just a good. M- moist cookie, a big one, you know, like one of those you, big you, cookies. We're, we're like taking bite. We're like yeah. we're breaking it apart. We're not. No one's that green. And then they dip half of it in vanilla. It looks like they do it like six times. It's got a nice half of it. So I took off the vanilla part, the part with icing on it, and just and put the other part back. And my friend said, uh, uh, "Vinny." Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 what the, what the fuck, <laughs> fuck hey, hey, fuck you. Hey, you can't do that. That's what he told me to George Carlin. He goes, you can't just put it back the part without the icing. I go, what's it to you? <laughs> and then he <laughs> laughed and let me do it. But uh, I, I guess I, I know what he means. It's I not just, very uh, nice. I just took all the cookies and just licked the parts <laughs> with icing and put them back oh! on the plate. Uh-oh, look out. Oh, hey, the hell it got, Todd. Alan got, and I gotta say, they were fucking great. I loved every second of it. Alan got time. I loved so, what did you want to say about the cookies? Let me ask you a question and be honest <laughs> <They're> with awful. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I want you to talk about the cookies, but I'm gonna, I'm a professional. So I'm go back to what you did New Year's Eve, because I want to be the New type of interviewer that I'm all over the place, but yet I don't make people mad. So New Year's Eve, what I do? Well, you talk about New Year's Eve. Would you like some reverb in your mic? No, no, I don't. I'll put want a it. little. You'll like. It. I don't want any. I'll at put all. a little. No, I'm talking about the New Year. I said I, let I me mean, just put. Can I ask you a question? No. Let me. No. Alan Todd, you look great. Yes. Okay. <laughs> would you? Would you? <laughs> be honest with me. Really, be honest with me. I know. I know. People I, go, Todd. Be honest. He said no. <laughs> Sometimes people think. I just want to say this, and then whatever. Look at me. I swear to God. I swear to God. To God. <laughs> a lot of times people think that the reverb is extra. So they don't want to ask. It's not. No, I don't want. If I, any, look, can I, if I, once I finish, you're going to be so surprised because I know right now no, you're thinking, but, whatever I say, Todd's going to, no, no. I don't the, want the reverb at Chipotle. The, I don't want reverb listen, at the Todd listen. Glass Show. And I still don't understand why shh, they call it the Todd Glass Show. Because I'm, well, Todd Glass. Shh, okay. exactly. Shh, shh, shh. Stop. The reverb actually saves us money. Now, would you like some? No, I don't. I don't uh, even give you a even little. Sense. I'll tell you what I'll do. That doesn't even make sense, by the way. That it saves you money because you don't it's know. More. Well, that's because you just don't understand the business. Oh, I see. I see the wires. <laughs> okay, well, the wires. <laughs> I've seen the wire. I'll give you a little bit. 
And would you like a little piano no, music? No, I don't want any. No, no, nothing, nothing, nothing at all. A little piano. No. Okay, I'll tell you what I'll do. You like that? How could you say no to that? Have yourself a merry little Christmas. I didn't want to do this. Oh my God, this is you at your party. Did we have a Sounds New good. Year's Eve is happening all around tonight. <laughs> Wait, this is a recording. You went up at the party and you sang? Someone sent this into the show. That's Todd. What? It's me, God. <laughs> you shouldn't have sworn to me when you told Alan. Isn't it funny? <laughs> he didn't have to do it if he didn't want to. But you fucked up. <laughs> And now you're in big boy trouble with God, baby. Gotcha. Play. <laughs> Play his intro again, the Fred Flintstone one. Why not? Alan Strickland Williams, he's back on the Todd Glass show again. Here we go, baby. Oh, that's beautiful, Todd. He'll tell you about bubbles. There's bubbles happening. Explain to people what's going on. Bubbles. There's smoke billowing lightly. Todd has just turned the Todd has just turned the lights off. There's still light in the corner. There's a red uh, curtain in the background. There's an old-timey microphone set up for the tallest man that does stand up, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Todd Glass, and I don't understand why they call it the Todd Glass show. It's the Todd Glass show. <laughs> wow, that was exciting. I gave you the bubbles and the smoke, the whole thing. All right, let's <laughs> calm down. And now that we does have a cost show. extra. That do, the bubbles do cost <laughs> the extra. Let me ask you a question. That was the cold opening. Seriously. Like, this is the type of show. It's frenetic. It's all over the place. We find our footing. And can I tell you something so I don't overuse to George Carlin? I was kidding. That's, well, it is the cold open. It's whatever I want it to be. I'm the boss of this show. Um... <laughs> Mama. Oh, that's why they call it the Todd Glass Show. That's why they call it the Todd Glass Show. Oh. oh. Okay, that makes sense. Act like the dumbest people okay. in the world, all of them. Uh, oh, the Todd Glass Show. It's your name, oh. and it's your oh, show. Oh, oh, the Todd Glass Show. I thought show. it was Todd's Glass wow. Show. Wow. Oh, the Todd Glass Show. Wow. Oh, okay. I thought the show was made of glass. Oh. I didn't get it. Uh, the Todd it. Glass I get it. Now I get show. it. Now I get it. I get it. And I won't ask again why it's called. Oh, I kind of actually don't understand. Because it's me. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. I want to talk about my, by, by, uh, I have to talk about this. I don't know why. Silver and gold. Go. I hope they listen to the whole show. They throw a lot of love their way. They deserve it. Um, but I do want to talk about this. Um. Have John play New Year's... Oh, we did that already. Jeff Dunham. I realized something about him. You know who Jeff Dunham is? Well, you know that those puppets aren't real, right? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I like... Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear... January 19th. Happy birthday to you. Wow, thank you guys. I appreciate that. Happy birthday, play it. Oh, you ain't getting out of here. It's your birthday show. 
This is the Alan Strickland birthday show. It is my birthday. It's going to be my birthday show. Happy birthday, dear Alan. Now, I don't know why they call it Happy Birthday, Alan. Happy birthday to I realized the thing about Jeff Dunham, it's, a, it's an insult to him, and it should be, because <laughs> because if he heard this, it has nothing. I'm, I'll, I'll say it every time. Every single time I've met Jeff Dunham, he has been nothing but polite and nice and a gentleman and fun. Well, I'd be and, polite, too, if I had all those friends in my briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Strickland Williams. <laughs> It's like an it's it's an insult that didn't really make sense. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's all the cadence. Well, I'd be friends hey, too if I had a thing hey, with hey, hey, hey. it. Th- you had a thing like that a while back. You're like, hey, I just quit smoking, but then again, I never started. Hey. That would be like your fake. Alan Strickland Williams. That, that's Todd Glass, and I hear he runs this show. I should. <laughs> so back to back to Jeff Dunham. That you might think, well, then, Todd, is it that bad what he does if you're saying always? Like, I've known him. We don't hang out a lot. But when I see him, it could be every 10 years, I've never had a bad experience. He's always been pleasant in the green room and sociable and nice and kind. And so. Funny? Why? Uh, backstage? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he gets it. He gets it. He can hang with comedians. He's, you know, he's a comic probably in his blood, in his blood of, you know, even though he does puppetry, he, I think he's been around stand-up comedians. Yeah, he can hang with comedians and, and, and do fine. So what he does, is it that bad where I can't just look the other way? Yes. And he can change. And it's not his puppets that I have a problem with. The art of puppetry, look, you talk about the Muppets. Am I right to correct to, to, to credit them or Sesame Street? The disbelief that you can create. In a, don't, don't be so boast to think that I'm going after the puppets. I have what, what Mr. Rogers did with puppets was, a mirac- was, was amazing. I was going to say miraculous. It probably is if we talk to the people that those puppets connected with. So the art of puppetry is, is just a wonderful type of comedy well, that can I, be that- often utilized in the comedy club scene, uh, him at the worst. Uh, in a bad way, Mo- but that's not the puppets. Mo- the- Most of the puppets on Sesame Street weren't racist. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. He's Alan Strickland Williams. It's not the puppets that I have a problem with. It's his. It's him. <laughs> Don't. Uh, uh, I think a guy like that. I can I imagine I, him going. I think Oscar the Grouch did get involved with the whole alt right thing. But besides <laughs> that, besides that, they're pretty across the board. And it's not even that they're racist. They're not even creatively racist. Like you can write a new racist joke. He just goes with all the old racist, whatever it is, ist, whatever the first part is, add ist to it. He goes with the old street racist jokes and all the puppets. He has no problem. So guess what? Yes, I am going at it. Even if I'm okay with you making jokes, let's not even call them racist. They're making fun of Mexicans or they're making fun of this. You, and, and just slow down before you let yourself out of this insult. I won't give you an inch to budge out of this. And you know I'm saying this next part somewhat tongue in cheek. But even if you, I won't stop you from doing jokes that are the stereotypical jokes. Yours aren't even clever. You have no problem just taking street jokes that are the jokes that the the, the jokes that have been made for the last fifty years and just the giving children them. Children tell each other. Yeah, what? The children tell each other. Yes, and give them to your puppets. So so even if you agree, even if I agreed with all the horrible things that you make your puppets say, uh, I, I, I I can't I can't. How can I defend? That, what if I was a racist guy, or whatever you want to call it, but I still think you should write clever new jokes? I wouldn't even like you. I'd be like, I agree with the gist of what they're saying, but he's using 50-year-old street jokes to tell I, it. I, I just heard a good street joke recently. What is, well, some of them can be. La Cienega. 
Yes. <laughs> During break, uh, John and I came up with a character that wants to tell racist jokes. That's why he does crowd work, because he wants to see if he can get away with it. So he's like, where are you from? Where are you from? What, uh, <laughs> what, eth- what ethnicity are you? I'm a Jewish. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Is it is it always never mind? <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Oh my god. Are you are you black? Yeah. Oh, okay, no. never mind. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, good to be here tonight. Uh, what is your name, sir? Uh, Tim. Tim, what's your background? <laughs> I'm, I'm from the Middle East. Uh, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> four two four K. So there, that's all. Why did I need to say that about him? Because over the two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I watched his uh, Netflix special. I think it was. Shit, he. How was it? He. It was good. Yeah, I liked it. Who? Jeff Dunham. (laughs) (laughs) What if Netflix pulls my Netflix special because they say, you know, you never think about, you know, you never think about things like that. What if that happened? Be honest with me. To George Carlin, he has Netflix. He probably has more of a draw than me. What if I open my big mouth? And then he calls Netflix and goes, no, I don't want you playing Todd Glass's special. I think you would get a lot of publicity out of it, and someone else would buy it in a heartbeat. Okay, so I'll leave it in what I said, because I I meant what I said. And that was a compliment to him. I think that your special would just be on CISO. Thank... Oh, they... Oh... (laughs) Here we go. Now I got all... I'll never do anything. Take a deep breath, everybody. Whew. This is the new show. Can we um, See w- take a breath? And yes. You know what we're going to do, everybody? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to get fucked up. Did you all lo- learn this? <laughs> I'm in such a great mood right now. And now, to George Carlin. To George Carlin. I like. You know what that means, right? That's like when I'm being honest. Yeah. It's a great term to have it for... for he was, what, the 15th president? No, George Carlin was a comedian. Oh, I've heard of comedy. Tell yeah, me more. You never, if I meet a new comedian that doesn't know who George Carlin is, if I meet a regular c- person... I, like, I love George Carlin. George Carlin. To George Carlin, I love He's George dead. Carlin. What did to you me, ever do? To me. He's dead to me. Yeah, it sure too. feels like it. He made fun of Todd's. You ever hear that bit he did about Todd's? No. Todd's. Did he really? Oh, yeah, yeah. What's yeah, up with guys YouTube named it? Todd? Yeah. Can you YouTube it? Yeah. I'm going to play it for these people. I still love him. He was wrong. He was overreacting. We but I mistakes. forgive him. Kelly Honestly. listens to the show. I don't want to upset her. I went and saw her one uh, woman show, and it was amazing. Is that the daughter? Yeah. She's cool, right? Yeah. She's very smart. She's Yes, yeah. yes. And, and the one-man show was so more than just talking about George Carlin. It was definitely the story of her living... My favorite thing about George Carlin that people don't, I think, give him credit enough for is that he... Obviously made a lot of great points and very yeah, intelligent, really but then he also Hold on one second. he also would tell the dumbest fucking jokes. Well, he I know it sounds like an insult, but you're no, right. No, no, no. Because that, he, that... he went all over the gamut. Yes. He could be silly or he could be prolific. Yes. Is that is that? Yes, exactly. And when I started thinking right when he died, I was going through a period. I remember being in Arizona and I was talking to my friend Daniel. I'm like, 
really just sounds like you know I'm, I'm writing a TV movie of the week without any it's not the way things unfold but it did and I was thinking like I just started sort of enjoying once in a while I've had a social thing to say say it before then I ever did off stage I would talk about that shit all the time mm -hmm. but then I thought I started like enjoying maybe making a joke about it I'm like what am I gonna do am I gonna make how do I do I want to be the person that when I have something I want to think say that I say it but what about if I just want to be silly and make the whole audience go bleep, 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 bleep. I want to cross my eyes and make a fart sound. Yeah, well, whatever it is. And then he died. I want to have a racist puppet. So sue me. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> that. Anybody takes their own thing out of it. They're like, exactly, Todd. <laughs> but I thought, then I saw they were, you know, because George had just died and they were talking about him, that he did both. He didn't have to grow to start doing this. And I thought, it, and it helped me majorly as I started to still mold my comedy, which you would think I'd be done molding it by now, but I guess it's a good thing. Well, I heard, I heard a Todd Glass broke the mold. And I'm getting really sick of guys named Todd. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just a goofy, it's a goofy fucking name, okay? Hi, what's your name? Todd. I'm Todd. And this is Blake and Blair and Blaine and... Bur Blake Wexler. Where are all these goofy fucking boys' names coming what? from? Taylor, Tyler, Jordan, Flynn. These are not real names. <laughs> you want to hear a real name? Eddie. Eddie is a real name. What, what happened to Eddie? He was here a minute ago. Joey and Jackie and Johnny and Phil, Bobby and Tommy and Danny and Bill. What happened? Todd <laughs> and Cody and Dylan and Cameron and Tucker. Tucker, I'm Todd. Hi, Todd, I'm Tucker. <laughs> fuck Tucker, Tucker sucks. <laughs> and fuck Tucker's friend, Kyle. <laughs> well, he was wrong, but he's dead and he's been stopped. <laughs> I hear that's why he died. Thank you. Uh, you know... <laughs> It's so funny when it makes... What I love about it, it's so much easier to laugh at an absurd bit like that when it's not hurting anybody. When it's well, just about there's new names, it's not about making fun of a group of people that are genuinely having a real time. So the passion and everything doesn't bother you because it's so absurd but, that you can enjoy it. But there's also what he has that he did often was he is a true... He can talk good, which I just did not. But like he, he <laughs> yes. can... He, it was poetic. It was poetic in the way that he revealed that. It, it, even, it rhymed a little bit, too. Like, that's yes. just going to keep you hooked in. It was great. Anyway, that's my boring comedy no, mini-podcast no, on your podcast. No, it's not. Do you want do you want an intro for that? We'll make it your podcast where you talk... Yeah. I'm, this is Hello, the, everybody. I'm this welcome. is the Nerdist School podcast with Alan Stringer Williams. And now with another opinion of on comedy, comedy history. Here he is, Alan Strickland Williams. Well, it's 1945, and our boys in blue are marching on the beaches of Normandy. <laughs> but you know who has something to say about it? Groucho Marx. <laughs> oh, we're having so much fun. You know, laughing is just visceral. It really is. There's something about it. <laughs> that is Rocky Cash. Rocco? Yeah, and that's him behind it for medically. Where? He just had a baby, honestly, to George Carlin. His name's Rocco. <laughs> and that's him. He sits behind a... We have a glass booth in here, and he watches the show, and he's laughing in there. We just turned on the mic inside of there. Oh, he likes it. 
just make figured a, out why it's the talk Make a face show. at him, Alan. You want to make a face at him? Make a funny face. Hey. <laughs> oh, okay whoa. to talk? It's yes. Okay to talk he to liked you. it. Make a face. Look at this. I love, I love a baby in a cage. Thank <laughs> <laughs> He loved it. <laughs> I know the way I make it sound. Well, the way I wanted to make it, Eric did just have a a, a baby. His name and his name is uh, his first two names are uh, are are, uh, are Rocky Cash. <laughs> he hears it, he laughs. Uh, but uh, we wanted to make a bit how we could use him on the podcast, but I don't want everyone to picture him with pot smoke around him. So we built a glass booth over in the corner. Oh, that's why he's back there. Yeah. Oh, he's See, in the uh, glass booth with Aristotle. Because he sees his dad. Yeah, Aristotle's And, and in I'm, the d- I'm just slipping him a few edibles here and there. <laughs> exactly. You know how I'm talking. At that's first... A, that's the thing people say. You know how I'm talking? <laughs> <laughs> would you like a treat? Uh, yeah, I would love one. At first I was afraid... I was petrified I kept thinking how could I ever live without you by my side And Something I spent so many nights Maybe I just need regular reverb. Watch how different producing is. Like if somebody, if I could, you know, watch this, hold on. You like uh, singing? <laughs> yes. At first I, can I get some reverb? I thought you were going to change. At first I was, why does this my mic sound funny? Hello? Hello. At first I was afraid. I was petrified. Did you all learn the words? I kept thinking how Jeff by my side. This is Jeff Dunham's song. And puppets. then I spent so many, many nights thinking how I did you wrong, baby. And now I'm back. Out of space, and now I'm back. Come out of space, and now I'm back. I should have taken all the lovers and my lovers and the me. Oh no! Nailed it. Now go. Now I'm back. Back from from outer space. Space. And I noticed. Look at my face. And then I changed that dirty luck. And I change my stupid life. But now I'm back. Crazy. I'm back, back to, to be alive. <laughs> <laughs>
sing, I should have just John Bragner knew that deep that that I did whom I knew. She jumped like I do my he bunk and bump 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 Listen, no more fun. I don't like saying bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It is a word that's good to get out of your lexicon. You know what? I don't care. I'm not done growing. Hey, you know what word I want to get out of my lexicon? Lexicon. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what, look, look. What? Lexicon. Lexi. Oh. Lexa. Lexa. Meatballs. Lexi. Me- meatballs? Lexa. Hey, wait, is this like your version of Jeff Dunham and a puppet? <laughs> what if it is? Hi, Lexa. Say hi to the audience. Lexa. Say hi to everybody. To make calls, first register in your Alexa app. Oh, what happened to it? Did we not? Are we not? Lexa, <laughs> what is comedy? <laughs> humor or humor is the tendency of particular cognitive experiences to provoke laughter and provide amusement. Now that's funny. Now that's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I actually also appreciate, Todd, and this is also why you're a genius, is you make, you know, make, but everyone's wearing name tags. I... Can I tell you? I, I it's hard. Day. It's fucking. I, it's hard for. I don't know about you. It's hard for me to remember <clears throat> names, especially when new people. By the way, it's hard for. Guess what? Here's the thing. Let's. I want to. We, are we recording? Okay, so we took a break, and then probably come right back in. Well, or did we? Yeah. Well, uh, we I don't did. know. I'd rather Aristotle. Act like, I'd rather act like we took a break because we did take a break and then we came back and we started talking about that everybody here wears name tags that's mm-hmm. sort of when we we took a break first and thing I, I noticed when I walked in because well, you know the elephant I, in the room can I <laughs> thank because you. he's wearing a name tag that says <laughs> elephant well even him even him or her because a woman or a man can be an elephant it's in a, room. a unisex name thank you <laughs> unisex ele- elephants are unisex I'm a guy that doesn't really listen anyway <laughs> if you do one of your behaviors and make it a character, you get away from it. So anyway, but here's what I did want to say about the name tags. And I was going to say something about forgetting names. Look, I go to, I go to a radio station, and uh, I learn their names by they put all the names on the mic. Preston and Steve. They, and I thought it was really smart that they did that because I had already gotten to the point where I had, an I'm being very serious, an affection for every single person on that show. It's just a great morning show in Philadelphia. But I yet I didn't know everybody's name by heart yet. So when I would look over at the microphones and it said their names, even the you know, of course Preston Steve, I know who they are. And then you learn who Casey is. And then but when I looked at the microphones and it had the names on it, I actually ended up learning all their names that way. So I thought sometimes here I thought, put names, you know, no one's nervous. Maybe if you were wearing a name tag, Alan would have known why it's called the Talk Last Show. Thank you. And that's the proof the mistake. Did I can I tell you there was a name tag made for me and I didn't throw it out because um, I didn't want to wear a name tag. I threw it out because it's, it didn't look too good on me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, li- didn't, I don't need does, any. Does, so. my na- does my name make me look fat? Thank you. 
And so what are we talking about? It doesn't even matter, really. And then this doesn't even matter. But anyway, then we had that conversation about, oh, oh, you know why? I know why now. Because I, it's the never-ending conversation that I love to have about there are a group of people, and if you really dig deep enough in, you can have empathy for them. It comes from insecurity, and I've been there. I'm, a, I'm probably like a lot of people, very insecure. But I guess I hope it doesn't rub off on ways that really cause other people anguish. And one of the things that does is when somebody, look, as long as somebody's nice, they're not forgetting your name to be a dick. Right. Now, if they're not nice, they're not going to remember your name and they're not. But if somebody go, if they're super nice, I've seen my friends be on the wrong side of this. That go, come on, there's no way. I, and, and on paper, it sounds right. There's no way. I've sat on an airplane with somebody and then you just, you meet a lot of people. Like bartenders, it's the same thing. And plus I'm not good with names. But I'm it's not like, good with names either. Right, so it has nothing to do with anything. So if somebody's nice, so when I hear a story about somebody, even from a friend that, you know, that's, they get it, you know? I was drunk one time, and granted I was drunk, but literally someone asked me my name and I went, uh, <laughs> I had to remember my own name. Yeah, you don't like, say it that often. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. E it, it's literally just packets of information we're trying to keep in right. our head, and especially right. with what we do, comedy. Right. Uh, we're out and about. We're meeting people, right. and it pretty by much the way, every day of our life. That's why I include bartenders or someone that uh, go. If you go into a, a, a you know a gas station all the time, and the person's there for five, they, whatever it is, a bartender is a better <laughs> Wait, thing who's because going to the gas station. Yeah, all I the time. You're right. I know. Bartenders a better example. Wait, hold on. No, I want to talk about this. Guy. Oh, right. <laughs> what I'm trying to do is not get caught in a paranoia thing that I'm saying it like, oh, because you're a comedian or you're an actor. No, I think bartenders go through the same thing. That's Absol a better example. Absolutely, they because do. Someone might have tipped them the night before, like a really nice tip, and that you don't really don't remember me. We talked. It. No, yeah. don't do that to them. What I'm saying is it's a fair judgment of people, and I see this bad judgment put on people that are nice. Like, in other words, somebody will say, I met them ten times. Also, I mean... And I'll go, were they nice? And a lot, always they go, oh, yeah, they were nice. I go, well, then what are the odds it was anything but that they could... They have a bad memory. Like, are you going to... Even if it's that, like, what do you... Because the only reason you get angry is, and I think it's what people think. I do, and I think the insecurity gets the best of them. Best of them. And I'm not saying don't judge someone for being a dick or being mean or being not kind. If they're not kind and all those things, that's a good reason to not judge them. But if they are all kind and do all those other things and they forget your name, even if you think like, no, come on, it's not like I met the guy twice. I wouldn't be one of those people. You don't want to believe you're one of those people. Well, but if they're kind and they forget your name, it's nothing other than they have a bad memory. Look, Walton Shakespeare said it best. Dude, what did he say? A rose by any other name. And I don't know if her name was Rose or... <laughs> what does that mean? I'm not going to play stupid. What does that mean? Can I get some piano music in the background? If someone's talking about roses, I mean, I told Timothy, I said, Timothy, score the show. He's over there nodding off. I said, I want it to be the most romantic show we've ever had. Well, this and is the Valentine's Day show, right? Yes. Of course it is. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> because I just go with it. Yeah. Of course. Of course. It's Valentine's Day. Day. It's the month of it's love. The month January. Of January. <laughs> but that piano, it just fills the room. And it makes you feel like something's 
that things are going to be okay. It, I, I feel like I'm in Beethoven's living room right now. Or Mozart's or anyone else that played a piano I yes, can think of. The soul. And it turns my pot. It's a compliment. We could have had this the whole show already. This could have been the whole evening. Instead, we're just blah, blah, blah. But the music it of makes humanity. It seem, you were talking about, what's the word you said that thought that music should have music behind it? Right before I got him to play, you were talking about something. Do you remember what it was? Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Do you remember? No. <laughs> Does anybody? What are you talking about? What? Oh, a rose by any other name? That, thank you. Samuel, use that clock for good health. I bet hey. he remembers people's names. I bet he remembers. Well, this guy, so, this is so you tell me the guy with the concussion can remember people's names and I can't? <laughs> All right. All right. Great. All right. Great. But can I prove something? Say the rose by any other name and then you come in with that. This is what this show could have been. It won't be now, but it'll be just second to the, the, well, what it could have been. Well, you know what William Shakespeare said? A rose by any other name. Wow. What a night. What a night. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> it's funny how life turned out. I never ended up seeing Alan Strickland Williams after that. I would see his billboards around town. Of course, I got jealous. I did reach out to him once to ask if I could open for him. And I never heard from him again. Well, me and Todd kind of lost touch. I used to see him looking at my billboards around town. <laughs> and I just couldn't bring myself to say, hey, Todd. Because we all know it's a stupid name. <laughs> and he wasn't wearing a name tag, so I forgot it. Goodbye, 2017. Uh <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wow, babies. Aren't they fun? Wouldn't you like to have I always be able say, to mush I, one? I always say if I can make a baby laugh, that's going to be an audience member that shows up 18 years later Thank that you. really <laughs> saves my night. <laughs> Do have one of your jokes for a baby listening. We have a baby on the line. Are you there, baby? <laughs> yeah, okay, the baby is there. Alan's going to do a joke for you. Tell us what you think. Hey, baby, did you uh, know that back in the day they used to put cocaine in Coca-Cola? Uh, did you know you still can? <laughs> He's thinking about it. Look at his face. He gets it. Yeah, he just got it. He just got it. Babies love your comedy. I'm a big hit with the babes. Hey, we have a new... Oh. oh, that's a little sexual. No. No, no don't ruin ruined. my show. <laughs> <laughs> don't make... Okay. Nothing like a baby laughing. I'm, it sounds cliche, but let me tell you, you make a baby laugh, wow. You're like, I, like I'll go punch someone in the face. That's, a, that, that's, a, pretty, ah. that's a pretty funny doctor. <laughs> he put babies. He makes but what? Uh, I don't, I, I can't, I can't, it, was, it was a cadence joke. It must have been. Can I get some reverb? It'll cost extra. You know what? It's one of those nights. Well, you put the fireplace up on the television. <laughs> 
on the television. You put the fireplace up. The whole, it's so great in here. This room is ridiculous. And I love you so. And yes, I know how lonely life can be. Cha-cha-cha, baby. Shadows hanging over me. And yes, I know how lonely life can be. So much fun. You should only be doing the same thing wherever you're at. Amen, brother. Uh, seriously. I'm serious. You know, I know what I'm talking about. That's right. It's a revival here. It's a revival. Woo! I know what I'm doing. Well, the music didn't agree. They thought it was good to stop right there. Can you believe I had all the energy in the world? That's enough. Go back to what you do over there at the microphone. I Me, mean, I'd be playing. And by the That's right. That's what I'm looking for. It's, hey, look who's here, ladies and gentlemen. Alan Strickland Williams. Alan Strickland Williams is here. Alan Strickland Williams is here. Alan Strickland Williams. I told you. Alan Strickland Williams is here. I'm back, baby. Alan Strickland Williams. Hey, what are you going to do? Hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I show up. I show up. Whatever. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? Whatever. I'm back. Thank you. See what I did? Now they're, they're all like, John taught them a lesson. John said, that's what I can do over here. Why don't you match it over there? That's the way I read it. <laughs> <laughs> that, means, that means it's funny what I said, because John laughed, and they didn't. Well, because I'm complimenting him, no wonder. It was easy for him to enjoy it. <laughs> They're over there. Oh, wait till you see. <laughs> oh, you see that? That's John saying, that joke's funny. Boom! He now, what do you come in with if, John's, if Alan says something funny? Give us something funny. A one-liner. Wait, no, I'm sorry, you, you, you do oh, a one-liner? One yes. Um, well, let me think of a really funny one. <laughs> oh, have you guys heard about buttermilk? No. It's where a woman's really hot buttermilk. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> well, that's a good one. All right. So you play, you play something, they play something, and he played something, and then we talk about other stuff. I'm not worried like other shows, and I think this is what a lot of people. Oh, you ain't oh, getting out of here. Oh, you ain't getting out of here. Oh, boy. You ain't getting out of here. Oh, boy. You ain't getting out of here. What's going on no. outside? I, I just heard some lightning. Or well, the bridge is out. The bridge is out. Right. The bridge? <laughs> the bridge is out. The bridge? <laughs> <laughs> the flop door, open the barn door. Flop door, open the barn door. So you're telling me I can't take the bridge home? No, the piano player showed up. <laughs> He's not helping. He's just scoring everything. The band must play on, Todd. He won't help anybody. Please come over here. The band on the Titanic could have saved thousands of lives. By the way, by the way, to George Carlin, I've talked about that. The fact that they made the band play, I want to know if that was for the drama of the movie or somewhere was there a legend that some of these musicians played to the very end. Or what I want to know, if it's that, if that's how you went to your death in that type of piece, I find harmony in that in the worst situation possible. But please, I hope it's not a conductor that was just a dick. You play. 
The boat's going down. I don't care. You want to take a job? You take a job. They're out there. Yeah, I, 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 I'll say this. Uh, That's not a ha- funny thing. They, they have an amazing all-underwater review right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been going on for almost a century at this point. Or over in a century. What was it, 1914? Now it's nine two th- it's nineteen Oh that, that's what I meant. It's nineteen two thousand and seven. What year 18. is it? Nineteen two thousand and seven. That's what you say when you mess up but you try to act like you got it right. What year is it? It's nineteen two thousand and seventeen. <laughs> the hits those radio stations are having a hard time now, including all the radio stations. Well, I've to heard be able it's to... the whole Y two K thing. Thank you. <laughs> we can't say anything anymore. Yeah, we can't talk about Y two K. I can't talk about anything. Or Captain Kangaroo. By the way, I thought of a good comeback when people say you can't say anything anymore. With me talking about it for hours and hours and hours what? and hours. What is Sometimes it? I learn to say sim- it to you. Yeah, well, uh, uh Oh yeah, say it to me. You can't say anything more. Uh, you word. know what, Todd? You, I just feel like you can't say anything anymore. Oh, what didn't? What couldn't you say? Uh, <laughs> would you get arrested for something? Uh, I mean, no. I what s- couldn't you say? What did you say once and you can't I, say it anywhere again? What, I, what was I, it? I said, but. <laughs> it's a good. Oh, that baby is well, so. Well, the baby cute. has one. <laughs> take a break. Take a break. <laughs> Don't take a break. I mean, let me organize my post-its. And sometimes during a show, I like to, when I have my most fun, it's when I'm not afraid to, like, stop, straighten out my sheet. Well, you shouldn't be afraid, Todd. It's not Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Thank you. I appreciate when you... Uh, now, a lot of people go, why, when Tim does a good job, do I use it as a reason to reprimand him from the time before? Because I can never get over how, you know, now he's starting to... I want What it is, over-compliment him when I love it. I can't get enough of piano music. So what I'm saying is always do whatever you want. Score the whole goddamn show. I don't care. Play, go off. Sometimes tonight... Bring it down a little. Sometimes tonight we might say something and you do a little hit. What about if what we said deserves 30 minutes of you showing off? You know what I'm talking about? I think everything I say deserves 30 minutes of piano playing. You know, I don't like when I go to restaurants... And they go, are you, are, are you, uh, are, are you, uh, you gonna still working on that? What do you mean working on it? Like a donkey? Hee haw, hee haw, hee haw, hee haw. They, uh, they, uh, they com- convicted me to die on the electric chair, and I go, you got anything in a booth? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I I stopped eating uh, uh, pork because uh, I was I was uh, upstate New York and I pet a little baby pork. I'll never eat pork again. What if we're all idiots and we we're trying to act like we've evolved, but we're making up stuff? So we'll be like that one. Like you obviously never pet a baby pork, uh, but like. Oh no! I stopped eating steak. You know, I I was up. My friends have a farm, and uh, I was petting a little baby steak, and it was so cute. And once I saw it, I could not eat it again. I do think baby cows are the cutest animal. 
I'll, I'll go on record. And uh, no, and by the way, guys, that's on record. <laughs> Cutest animal, baby cow. <laughs> Wow, I love those and high that's end. That's moves to me. Can I get high end? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get high end? He'll get low end. Is that possible? Like if I go blah 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 something, and then he goes. Wait, I don't understand. You get the deep keys. I get the uh, low okay, keys. Okay. Which ones do you want? Uh, the middle. The middle? Well, what am I going to take? The outer two? Yeah. Oh, how's he going to do that? Middle would be right here. I get it. It's and then I get out over here. Do the... middle. Do middle for him. <laughs> then do outer for me. Oh, I, mean, I feel like I'm nice, cheating. I feel like I'm nice. cheating mine so much better. <laughs> I mean, let's not joke. Let's not. I don't mean to uncomfortably I laugh. I would never. I don't mean to. <laughs> I would never want to joke on your show, Todd. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what were we talking about that we didn't want to you talk know, about? You know, I heard this thing that we were talking about. What was that, Todd? What? I'm trying to help. No, I wasn't talking about anything. Why you always think I was talking about something? It could have been you that was talking about something. Just because we can't remember what we're talking about. Eric, do you remember what we were talking Eric, about? You said something. No, well, wh I know yeah, I said I, something. What I, was it? Someone said something, right? Yeah, I someone think brought I up a great point. point. I can't believe you don't remember. It was a really like poignant it like, was. opinion. Of, it was definitely funny. Yeah. By the way, we have a new sound person that's going to be stopping by in about 10 minutes because John can only do... Uh, half the dates now. Wow. Because he's yeah. got his stand-up comedy that he's working on. Thank you. Wow, Thank it must you. be nice. Yeah. So, Well, he's doing very well. So anyway, we have to... A guy that's going to come by in about 15 minutes... I'll, his I'll, name I'll, is Alan Strickland-Williams. <laughs> he's, he's switching over to sound. He's going to give up his stand-up career. And he's going to come by in about 15 minutes, and he's going to be doing the drops. We're going to let him sit in tonight. You know, because John sort of... You, what I like to say, scores the show. So that's what this guy said. Hey, if you feel something should be dropped, if I want something, I'll hold up a post-it. But just play things. And that's what we asked them to do. They'll be coming by later tonight. It's a fun thing to hear on the Todd Glass Show. Someone's going to sit in on that soundboard. And his name is Daniel. <laughs> that way they know it's a bit. I like to tell people it's a bit. Maybe someone out there doesn't know. They go, is there really someone sitting in? No, but it's a new fun bit we're going to be doing. And you're going to love it. You're going to like the way you laugh. <laughs> so that's right. I guarantee it. It's a money back guarantee for this show. You don't like it? I'll give you your money back, and I don't charge you. I'll still give you your money First back. First guy that booked me, George Zimmerman. It was a Burlington Co. Factory in <laughs> in Burlington. Funny enough. Wait, that's not true, is it? Oh, it's true. Oh, yeah. I got a three-piece suit in three minutes. Did you? <laughs> 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 First I was afraid No, I'm just kidding I wouldn't do that to you I'm not stupid um, My niece Let's talk about my niece Okay What is that? Oh, is that that fan that I hear outside? And I don't uh, the, oh, uh, Todd, we love you <laughs> Todd, I'm your biggest fan Todd Can I come in and hang out at the podcast? Todd 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 Do you want to you wanna still let us in? There's a fan outside Todd! <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> 
Okay, no I guess ever, I don't, I nobody's guess. ever. Said. Okay, I guess I'm not your fan anymore. No, Todd. Guess I'll walk away. Todd, let him in. Let him in. Todd, let him in. I can't. Oh. Well, I mean, who comes by the house on an unest? A fan. I know. I, no, no there's. If people, no, if people can be. Todd. Okay. He's back. He's oh my back. God, are they still out there? I read your Twitter. <laughs> I heard you had Alex Stickhand Williams on tonight. <laughs> Do me a favor. Will you go yell from the door so it sounds? I just love the concept of really picturing this person out there. You don't have to go outside, but just we're doing the show. I'll, no, no, you can stay right there. I'll do the show. Uh, and we'll act like this is just uh, somebody. <laughs> There's a big fan outside. It's so silly. But anyway, we do have a big fan outside to make to make white noise. So. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Todd, it's me, your big fan. Oh, is I'm that really? I'm here to make white noise. Listen to Fish. Listen to Fish, your big Matthews. Todd. Todd, I hear you're a great host. I'm, I'm your fan for comedy and other reasons. Todd. I can't do a show at that outside Todd. like that. How can I, I do a show? Todd, I hear Alan's on tonight. I hear he's going to tell maybe one joke tonight. <laughs> Todd? Yeah, I mean, Alan's sitting right over here, but I can't. Alan. Wait, Todd, do you just have, like, fans that hang out right outside well, your door? Well, they're a fan of yours. It's sweet, actually, but no, I mean. I don't like Alan. I like Todd. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now that's I'm going. He's a big fan I'm a big of Todd. Okay, let's just do the I'm show and act like we don't, we can't hear. So uh, let's just keep doing the show. So anyway. So, Eric, now how did, has Rocky been sleeping through the night? Yeah, yeah. it's getting better. Really? When they sleep through the night, do you think when the when the when he's sleeping through the night, does it make it a lot easier? You just think at least I'm getting a good night's sleep? Oh, of course. Each night, if there's not a complete breakdown, is a good night. We got a big fan out here, Todd. It's me. How how how's everything been going? He's been gaining weight and everything, the normal amount. Is it hard to do the show? Is it hard to do with him out there? I know. I was, I was trying to just continue the show without acknowledging him. But hold on, let me deal with it. By the way, hello. We're do okay. Now let's come back to reality. That is not a fan. That is a sick person. There's a lot of people that might like both. No, well, but, well, but that's heard, not I, representing. By the way, that's not representing anywhere. N most people, and I know you might think I'm just saying this, but I'm not. Overwhelmingly, you meet uh, people that aren't that, that are just awesome. They might like the show, and you know what? That means they have a lot in common with you. That means they usually end up being enjoyable to hang out with. But I love. What the fuck is wrong with me? I'm analyzing everything. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't. Um. So, uh, but th that that. <laughs> Come on, let me in. Todd. Todd. <laughs> I, I, that doesn't... Uh, well, how do we start talking about this? Is everything all right? You, all right? What? What? You said something about the big fan. Oh, the big fan? <laughs> Todd? <laughs> Did you say my name? <laughs> now, this is uncomfortable. It's not... No, this doesn't. Oh God! Can you believe they made it? They changed everything we say about them. Now they turn into the. And I have another Instagram account. What I was saying before, and here's where I got. Just help me out with this. Help me out with this. Is that I don't think this doesn't represent. Somehow I get caught in this real. What were we talking about? This this person outside has some problems, and it doesn't represent the normal person that listens to the show. Is what I'm saying.
No, it doesn't represent normal people in general. No, no. There's people that would never cross this boundary. 99.9% of the people would never cross this boundary. But what do I do? You're not dealing with it. I don't. I just want to hear what he says. Let's let's listen. And I know everything about you. I know you have a niece. (laughs) (laughs) You have a niece, and and we. She did something, Todd. She did something. You need to talk about it. Cause she's gonna deserve whatever we say, Todd. Yeah, what do I do? I did. He's he's not. Should I can, can, should, I can you in? call the police? Well, he can't can come in. in? There's a lock on the door, so he can't. He is kind of segwaying. Let me go talk. Let me go talk. Let me go talk. Let me go talk. Because you know what? I it's. Can I tell you? I wasn't gonna come out there at first. Let me put my headphones back in. I wasn't gonna come out at first because I thought, hey, you know. Todd, can you leave your headphones in if you come talk to me? But <laughs> maybe it's someone. Yes, there's no doubt they've crossed the boundary. But maybe if I just talk to them nicely, God, they'll I'm understand. No one should come right to. Now. No one should come to the studio. At, like this, but let me go try to deal with it. Maybe still in a nice way. Still in a nice way. Hey, what's up? Hey, is that? Oh my god! Yeah, I, here's the deal. Oh my god, it's Ty Glass! No, I'm not gonna open I'm the, the door. I'm the biggest I'm not, fan. I'm not gonna. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm a First big all, fan I, right outside your door. Okay, I'm and I'm not, plugged into you. I god. listen, 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 listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to open the door, and I'll tell you why. It has nothing to do with you. And I'm Is glad. it about laws, Todd? You, you crossed a little, a, a very big boundary. Is it your property what? line, Todd? No, and listen, I'm not even <laughs> upset about it. I'm not upset about it because I think in, in, a, in, a, in a... You in don't a, seem upset, Todd. I'm not. In a, I'm, 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 I'm concerned because maybe in some, of ex, in some of the excitement, which I love that you have, you crossed a boundary of maybe coming on back here without permission but guess what oh i still think you're a good person oh, oh so i no 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 oh so <laughs> no. you're the biggest fan oh no oh no don't make this okay so your <laughs> biggest fan i'm not tr- wronged you no do you I don't know even... how many albums i bought Todd? okay I, first of all okay i'm not you i, I bought I every album you've ever sold you can't just i sit bought outside. them Todd. Well, i tell you the truth listen <laughs> i want this to be like, I've already seen your special, Todd. Can't this be peaceful? And it's great, Todd. This, thank you, and I appreciate that. <laughs> and it doesn't this, even compare. Okay. What do I do? This is crazy. Does he hear me? No. Just, you have to tell them to leave. I am. I'm Todd. Hey, Todd, I hear you whispering. Just, you I am whispering. To you're trying to preface, yeah. Todd. Just get to the point. Yes, yes, yes. I'm whispering that I, I'm going to call the police. I feel horrible to say this to you, but uh, you're, you're crossing some boundaries. So we've called the police. The, the police, Todd? Yes. So just so you know, you have plenty of time to leave and no one will ever harass you. Well, guess what, Todd? The only thing I'm a bigger fan of than you is the police. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed talking to them. <laughs> Bye, Todd. Bye. Nice, nice meeting you. <laughs> Come on, everybody. How about a little fun? That's a ride. You like to have fun, everybody? When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's a That's mozzarella. It's a mozzarella, huh? Parmesan, sausage, pasta, Pasta, baby. Not a little reverb, huh? Little Caesars, oh, yeah. Pizza Hut, Papa John's, it's all yeah. gravy. It's a matzo pipe, spicy meatball. Matzo la- Legend has.
has it. Now, will you believe that this? That the Todd Glass Show did that song because they were afraid that they needed to do a double episode. <laughs> so they did that song way too long. Tony Soprano. Hey, what's his name? I'm Italiano. The Todd Glass Show. And I don't know why they call it that. Because I'm the oh, I'm the owner. The moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's amore. Wouldn't that be fun to go to a bar where every night when something Oh, a bar happens, sounds fun. Yeah, that'd be good. Every, everybody goes, <laughs> Oh, when the moon is like I, Hold on, I have an idea. Do you have a bell sound? It's got to be the right amount of money for the bar staff because if they're going to be making the amount of money, it can't be $5. Too many people are going to want to do it for $5. I think it's six bucks. No, no. I think bartenders, everyone listening goes, if this place was going to be popular, I'm going to start at 50 bucks to get the whole bar to sing When the Moon Hits Your Eye Like a Big Pizza Pie. Can you imagine? Boom, out of nowhere, guess what everyone's doing? When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's some Well, I hope you're happy. You can take the reverb out of my mic, but you can't take the mic out hey. of my reverb. Hey, uh, you guys hey. know what would actually happen if a moon hit your eye like a big <laughs> pizza pie? When the moon hits your eye like a... So my niece is visiting, and I hope what she... What would happen? You'd fucking die. Oh, Williams. <laughs> pizza pie. My niece is visiting, and I want to talk about this. And she, um, I, I, look, we had a great time. She, like, I Must love be my nice. niece. Thank you. <laughs> Alan Strickland Williams. <laughs> oh, good job, Aaron Simon on drums. Does he knew just when to f- layer it in a little bit? Oh, and, that edible's kicking in right now for a Oh, uh, he's fucked. Oh, he's fucked. He's, he's, he's tripping balls. He's tripping balls. Look out. It is Kiva, Tara. Edibles with blueberry and chocolate. They are beautiful. 20 bucks at most dispensaries. Whoa, is this weird when I do this to you? Whoa, weird. Whoa. Does this look weird? What's blue to you is green to me. Whoa. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. He's tripping so hard, we're hearing chimes right now, oh dude. Oh, my God. Whoa. He's tripping so hard, he's hearing chimes. Wow. wow. Oh, he's tripping so, balls so much, he hears chimes. He's chimes. Whoa. Chimes, too. <laughs> well, I'm exhausted. That's like yoga and boxing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Strickland Williams. I used to sing songs. Now what other words? Please be true. That means you sing. If I go, and another way, leave me alone. Dude, if I got that and that, wow, that's two guys working together. That's good old-fashioned piano playing mixed with high-tech electronics and two comedic minds meeting in the middle so I can go, in other words, please be true. That's all we want from Jeff Dunham. Thank you. That's all we want from Jeff Dunham. <laughs> On this corner, we got Gugga Geeky Gugga. Okay, how's everything? I, did you guys ever hear this old joke? <laughs> hey, is that a good? Hey, is that a good setup? Hey, you guys ever hear this old joke? I'm trying to work it out. I'm working this joke out as I'm saying it, so I haven't written this. This is a new joke. Uh, you guys ever have sex with Jeff? Say, <laughs> say, just say no. Hey, you guys ever have sex with Jeff? Say no. No. Oh, uh, well, I did. I Jeff Dunham. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's something like that. Now that's a spicy meatball. No, John, I'm telling you for a long time, and I've told John that he has, he knows how to sing a song. And I want to use this as his opportunity to let him to sing. No, 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 listen up, everybody. I want John to shine here. He's, okay. He has. I'll let him shine. Just let, let your song, I want you to sing the song. Just whatever's on your mind. I think you have an ability. Put some reverb in his voice, Aristotle. And you just let yourself be you. Whatever thoughts, don't, what songs are in your head. I have a spicy meatball here in my gracious hands. I thought it was going to be a deeper song. I'm going to give you some of it if you're polite enough to me. Please and thank you gets a long way in my world. Uh, Holding a door as well. Don't forget to say God bless you after I sneeze, even though some people think it's weird. That's a good one. No, I like it. Then you write those yourself? No, I and don't. That oh, song you- was the song of the summer of 1969. <laughs> <laughs> All the kids were dancing, too. I've got a meatball in my hands. <laughs> I've got a what? I've got a meatball in my hands. I've got a meatball. I've got on top of spaghetti. Well, there was a song about meatballs. That's well, the funniest wa- part. Here's the craziest part. But there literally was meat. a mountain of spaghetti. <laughs> on top of what? <laughs> it was a what? There was a mountain of spaghetti. It was a <laughs> There was a... In Virginia, in West Virginia, there was technically one mountain of spaghetti. Everyone laughed at it. But they dug some good coal out of there. Right. <laughs> on top of spaghetti, all covered in sauce, I lost my poor meatball to old Randy Moss. <laughs> now, this show is fun. You can't deny that, even if you don't like it. <laughs> no, I would respect someone because that shows this not for show me. This show is so good that now I know why they call it the Todd Blast Show. Todd Glass Show. Oh, Todd Glass Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Let's. You want to have some fun? You like to have fun. Be honest with me. Hey, Todd, I'm I'm one of the funnest guys you know. My niece came in and her she was using an English what, accent. What was gonna, she doing? I was, it was honestly to George Carlin. I think that's a, not an inappropriate way to explain it. Is it? Do you think that's necessary to say to George Carlin here to explain how much it bothered me and you? It bothered you that she's using an English accent? Yeah. And or, well, only because it was fake. Okay, and here's the thing: my niece is smart. I wanted to if. I, here's the way I breathe easier. Did she, when was, I, did she just visit there? Uh, yes. Here's what went on. So okay. I talk about, roar, uh, I talk about um, it in a way that if she listened to the show, I'd feel proud of what I said. So sometimes that takes literally just an extra minute up front to explain who we're talking about. She's very smart. She's in Cambodia. She's teaching. She's doing great things, and uh, she's a smart person. But you know what? I've had I, I get it in a way to do a fake accent. I've well, been there. I want I'm a guy who wanted a cliff chin, so I tried to squeeze my chin together. Does she know that in Cambodia they don't have British accents? Well, here's the, <laughs> <laughs> that, that this all makes sense in a, in about a minute. And and part of it, she's like in her she's 28 years old, and like you might think, well, she's not 14. I know when I was 28, I was using a fake British accent. Thank all you. Time. That's my point. But maybe you did something. Maybe there was some childlike wonder who you had when you were older, and you'd be like, I guess that was a little bit. I went away once, or I faked an accent for a weekend. Okay, but you have to. So so if it's real. Look, I think it's important to clarify whether it was real or whether it was fake. I'll tell you why. I really do mean this. For stability of the person. For stability of the person. And by the way, if it's fake, it does not make her a bad person. There's also something adorable and heartwarming about it that uh, she wants to have an accent. And the reason it would be a British accent is because she's in Cambodia, but her, most of the people she's housing with are from Britain. I'm, if I'm saying that right. But you never... And, it's, and I'll tell you how I know that I... Doubt the authenticity of it in a second, but let's not even get there first. So there is something, even if it's fake, it's not like it's bad news. It's just I want to know. Or is it that she really has it? I need to know that too, because my instincts are that it's a hundred percent forced be from an evaluation of over a seven-day period hanging out with her and listening from afar when she's on the phone talking a mile a minute, versus when you know certain you think, things you think would happen. You think it's fake, isn't it? Yeah, I, I do actually. Now I'm hearing because I just did. A, do you have an accent? I I don't know. Good day. <laughs> because here's what I would like to make it like. Let's make pretend you pick the accent up that easy. So is that what it's like? Like hold on. I I'm, I have a good train of thought here. So hold on. So she's going. Yeah, she goes. I was over. Well, you there. know, in England they don't call it a train. They call it a choo choo. They call it a choo choo. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my choo choo of thought. So you go visit there, and then you come out like. Well, are there people that come here and take on our accent in eight months? Oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, now hold on. Now I hear an accent with you just now. <laughs> oh, goo, 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 goo. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know every tongue right Hello. Now. I'm, I'm Todd's niece, Katie. Well, that's what it was like. I thought... It didn't bother she, anybody but you and me, but other everybody I, well, else. I, thought, I wasn't mad about it. You weren't mad. Mad's the I wrong thought word. she was doing a bit. Because I knew it was your she, niece, and your niece is from Philadelphia. Is she watching a lot of The Crown? <laughs> no, she was. What's that? I I just finished season two. It's about the Queen of England. Oh, is it really? Did they should stop it? Maybe I'm being. I'm not being hard on my niece. I can't no, be insecure. No, I think I think she kind of deserves it. Actually, I mean, using a fake accent. I mean, that's that sounds pretty weird to me. <laughs> now wait a second. I feel like you're doing you're, that yeah. right now. No, that's just my natural way of talking. My first do this. Part Can of you do this? Will you come back? 
act like you are my co-host every week, but you've come back and you've liked the cowboy accent. So you come by and you do it, you don't do it, sometimes you feather it in, sometimes you don't. It's always, by the way, I always notice whether it's always the last two words. Well, anyway. I don't know if I could do that, but partner, I'll give it a try. Okay, so you come back and we're supposed to accept you this way, thinking maybe you were there for eight months. You, you went to a rural town and you... You know, if, if if what she did is true, I want you to do it that true. I don't want you to over just fla flu yeah. flutter it in when necessary. And do we have to accept this? Because it is the same thing. You might go, well, that might not be an accent people want to have. I think the fact that maybe people want a British accent because it's a very beautiful accent might make them more apt to soak it in. No, no. If it just happened, you wouldn't be able to control it. Right. We're not talking about liking an accent and helping it along a little. Pure, so if what you're about to do, if it's real, then it shouldn't seem so silly that we accept this. And to me, what you're about to do is to show me how hard it is to accept this. And when mad is not the right word. Mad is because that's, it wasn't mad. It was like, I go, Eric, you hear that, right? He's like, yes. Because there's a disingenuous going on. You need to know someone's state of mind, and are they taking for granted that I'm going to believe them? You have to admit that that's going to alter other areas of the conversation. So it is an important valuation to know. Either way, it's not. It's, she might laugh at it herself when she's 32 years old. She goes, oh, my God, remember when I came back? I don't think it's that big of a deal, but it's to be noted. So here we go. So, uh, oh, no, by the way, you've been away for a while. You were, uh, where were you at there, uh, you were you were you're oh, my co-host. Oh, yeah, you're my co-host. Oh, oh, you're I, Alan Strickland Williams. Alan Strickland. I just got back from uh, Dallas, Texas. Oh, you were down in Dallas. Now you were there for about eight months. Yeah, you know, I had a good time and I picked up a few things along the way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you were down there working on a radio station. No, I was down there working on a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> Done it though, mate. <laughs> oh, good day. Oh. But the, the other thing is, if she picked it up from the British people that are teaching in Cambodia, they are the over-the-top, cartoonishly British people that went to Cambodia to teach. Well, look, if I ever got one inch, one percent chance to talk British... I'd take it. <laughs> me, me too. I'm not going to lie, Me dude. too. Can I tell you I'm something? I'm not going to lie. I'd be like, you know what? This sounds dope. It right. would probably work better for me. <laughs> but that's what it is, right? That's yes, exactly but, that's, is. but that's... But you might think, well, that's why I'm saying if she's doing it totally 100%. There's no... I don't believe there's that much... I do believe effect... effect Affectations can be picked up. I don't want everybody listening to think, can you pick up some? Yes, of course you can. But I'm taking well, that. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking that into consideration of the evaluation over of a seven day period. And, um, you know, that's why I was like, no. And I listened from afar. Period, a seven day period? Yeah, she never had so it. Like on. one week? Thank you. She never, yes. <laughs> It's been one week since so you talked to me. One week. She, when she was talking on the phone down the hallway a mile a minute, never, no accent. But when it was in certain Well, they areas, say a kilometer a minute over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Can I tell you something, Alan Strickland Williams? How much fun... We've had having you on the show. We're so glad we have another 
How much time do we have, Aristotle, till we hit three hours? An hour and 15? We have an hour and 15 minutes, which is nice to know, because when you say you're going in for the close, but you would have an hour and 15 minutes, it makes it a lot more fun without hurrying. Now legend has it that this song was another song that we wrote to just make the show and stretch it out to three hours. But we would never do that. We would never do that. We would never do that to just stretch out a song for no reason. A legend can also be a lie. Legend cannot be true. We wouldn't stoop to that just to stretch a show. We wouldn't say what we do when we do what we do. We would not even mention it if we were going to stoop below it to write some long, ridiculous To stoop so low beyond the cave would never be the price we pay. Why would we do that when we could just admit? Because why would you lie when you know and we know you know? <laughs> There's no reason why. A podcast doesn't even have to be a certain amount of time. Why couldn't we just cut it short? Why would we? It's like a Netflix show. It could be 22 minutes one week, or 28 the next, or 58 minutes, or four minutes We never had a problem with content. Why would we even do something like that? We have We've never kids. had a problem at all. We have all these bits written down on this paper. We have a roadmap of where we belong. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your head up high And don't be afraid of the dark At the end of a storm there's a golden sky and the sweet silver flowers. Walk on walk on through the rain. Be tossed and blown. That's right. My favorite version is my version, the one that I sang. That's part one. It's you I like. It's not the things you wear, not the way you do your hair, but it's you I like. The way you are right now The way down deep inside you Not the things that hide you Not your toys They're just beside you But it's you I like Every part of you Your skin, your eyes, your feelings Whether old or new and I hope that you'll remember 
even when you're feeling blue that it's you I like it's you yourself it's you it's you it's you I like